Okay. Hey guys, what is going on? Welcome into BNG in the morning. Um, I'm Gavin Schaus. I'm here with my co-host, Brett Williams. Brett, say what's up. Talk a little bit about what you've been up to, my man. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode. Um, it's been a while since we recorded. We skipped a week there with my family vacation, but mentioned before uh, we left that I was going to watch the Yankees play in New York. That was great. That was awesome. First time at Yankee Stadium. Great ballpark. Uh, definitely want to go back again someday. Yankees got an eight to two win, so that's good. Much more than I can say how they're playing right now, but it's always good when you could see your team get a win. So that's that's kind of the biggest thing that I've been up to since uh, we since we skipped that week. Uh, Gavin, how about you? Um, I'm just gonna piggyback off uh, how the Yankees have been playing. Um, obviously, not too well. So I decided to bring out. Um, a, a shirt. I don't know if you can see it, but uh, oh my gosh. Cardinals completed the sweep against the Yankees um, last week. So had to had to wear this um, for Brett. Um, not really been up to too much. Um, got called to to duty at the High Hy- Hy- and St. Joe. Um, they are resetting their store, so that's kind of what I've been up to going down there uh, two times a week. Um, so helping them helping them get set up um so yeah that's that's really it i leave um for 11 worth the 20th so there'll be one more episode um before i leave and then hopefully we'll have a new background and it'll look yeah. lo- it'll look pretty cool yeah super excited for football to start too we already had the first game and this saturday at noon the chiefs have their first preseason game uh, obviously since we started this podcast we've kind of got to pay a little bit more attention to our team so with that i'm Super excited to see the draft class that we drafted play, the young guys that that are fighting for a roster spot. Super excited to watch that go down Saturday. Um, really excited for the NFL. You know, the past couple, uh, this past year, that's really become my favorite sport to watch and to follow. So really excited for the NFL season to be back. Um, with that, we're going to go ahead and start with the NFL. we got a few more things to cover since we skipped that week. This has been a while ago now, but the Chiefs, they signed Carlos Dunlap to a one-year deal up to $8 million. Uh, this immediately makes the Chiefs defensive line way better. Uh, this probably means that George Karloftis is not going to be a starter to start off with. You're going to have probably Dunlap on one side and Frank Clark on the other, which in my opinion is good because when you have Clark and Karloftis, those are two solid rushers, but not great. Uh, and I, I just prefer Carlos Dunlap to be in there and Karloftis can learn from the older guys under his first year. He'll still have a role, but he'll be a backup. He'll rotate in there. The Chiefs love to do that on their defensive line. And so, Absolutely. yeah, it's a good good signing. Uh, one more thing before we get into uh, Steelers training camp, uh, Orlando Brown. He has reported the Chiefs training camp, uh, honestly, earlier than I expected. I thought he might come like the last week of preseason, maybe week two, the second game. Uh, but, no, he's, he's he's back. He was back the first day of pads, so he really didn't miss a whole lot. He obviously missed OTAs and the non-padded – of camp but in my opinion i don't think he missed he missed a whole lot i mean so that's a good sign yeah absolutely um i'm just gonna go ahead right into steelers training camp um i think the biggest story coming out of steelers training camp right now is george pickens is balling out um he's playing he was playing with the second team um a little bit um and they got bumped up and taking some first team reps and he is absolutely bowling out. Um, a lot of people talk about his um, off the field issues, you know, getting into fights and stuff. 
Um, he has had one fight, and it is with the um, this one of the stars on the defense, Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, he he mosses him, I guess. If if everyone knows what that means, hopefully you do. If you're listening to a sports podcast, <laughs> yeah. he mosses Minka Fitzpatrick, and I guess uh, Minka and some of the other veterans were giving him grief um throughout the week and so he looked at uh mika and said don't you ever say blank to me again um the fight was quickly broken up by coaches um they intervened so that was good um and i i think mika fitzpatrick he's a really competitive dude so he gets that and i think everything's good um coming from that camp um obviously number two what is his steelers quarterback situation going to look like the official report um, came out and it has Trubisky is number one, Rudolph is two, Pickett is three. Um, surprising a lot of people having Pickett behind Rudolph. Um, and with an interview um, with Coach Tomlin, he does say that right now Trubisky is the starter, um, but um, the following two are not far behind. So yeah, yeah, I don't think it's much of a surprise that Mitch is the early favorite to start. I think we kind of thought that. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question, though, Gavin. If the Steelers, and obviously as a fan, you don't really want this, but if it turns out the Steelers have a bad season and say at week 10 they're 3-7, and seven, maybe maybe even 4-6, and six, and it just doesn't look like they're going to make the playoffs, what would you say if the Steelers would were to uh, just go ahead and throw Pickett in there early in the season to go or at the end of the season to go ahead and get some snaps and some experience? First of all, I just want to go on the record saying that's not going to happen. Um, just throwing that out there for everybody, just so everyone knows. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but, I mean, if you threw Pickett in there, um, it, it would be okay. Um, I still think, I still think, you know, you sit him, maybe you play him, you know, one of the last weeks of the season if we got a playoff spot wrapped up. Even if we don't have a playoff spot wrapped up, play him last couple, two, three games. Um, but I have a feeling that pl- – our, our playoff um, picture is going to go down to the final three games because I think we're going to be either looking, obviously, to lead that division or get a wild card spot. And I feel like that division is just so, so tight knit. Um, so I, I could see Pickett playing on. I, I really wouldn't like it. I'd like to sit him um, unless we have a playoff spot wrapped up or um, obviously out of contention. Yeah. And so. It's going to be interesting to see how they play because, yeah, if they if they aren't competitive, which I don't think they'll be super out of the picture, but they may be like a wild card team or fighting for a wild card spot. So we'll see what they do. Um, moving on, uh, if you guys saw early in the offseason, Devontae Adams, uh, he was asked about switching quarterbacks from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr. And he said um, going from Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer is always a tough thing. And so then later on in the season, uh, by the way, I don't think anyone really thinks Derek Carr is a Hall of Famer no. at this stage. In not career, not so. even close. So that's why it was kind of outrageous. But Aaron Rodgers got back at his old number one receiver. He was asked about uh, Alan Lazard, who a lot of people have uh, touted to be the guy that's going to take that role or have the most to gain from Devontae Adams leaving. And he said it's always tough going from Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer. You know, you gotta go from one Hall of Fame receiver to the to the next. Uh, Gavin, do you like this? Because personally, I think this is that's pretty funny. I I like that stuff. I, I think it's hilarious. I think Aaron Rodgers means well. I don't think he meant it in a you know a, yeah. a super super bad way. I mean, you know, he he left him. 
he left him and and that was it was really super surprising but uh I'm sorry to get a little off topic here but Aaron Rodgers did go on in another interview to say he was asked uh what does it mean to have grit on a football field and his response was it means you play for Pittsburgh I I don't know I don't know what that means but we could see Aaron Rodgers going Going to the Steelers, maybe get a trade going. I don't know, but he did say that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, okay, I I don't really see the Steelers putting together a package for Aaron Rodgers, but I guess I'm just we'll, saying. I guess I guess we'll find out. Hey, you never uh, know. You never know, man. And speaking of other NFC quarterbacks, Kyler Murray. We talked about his study clause a couple weeks ago. Well, apparently it's been removed, and the team released a statement. Apparently, they just it caused a lot caused a big distraction. Uh, kind of painted Kyler Murray in a negative light. A lot of fans took that as if you have to put this clause in there, maybe he doesn't really study film that much. And so the team didn't like the negative image it gave. So they removed it. Now Kyler Murray is free to stream Call of Duty on Twitch whenever he wants. See, I think it's funny. A Reddit user kind of went to his stats and related it to when Call of Duty comes out. And yeah. it's kind of crazy um, to see – the how it relates because whenever he whenever call of duty comes out his stats go down and it's it's consistent it's not just a one or two time thing it's consistently and i think that's super funny um it'd be it might be true i mean kyler get off your game man you got you got a super bowl to win bro instead of grinding that film study he's grinding those uh double xp weekends on COD. dang right dang right <laughs> so we got three receivers to talk about. Uh, this receiver market continues to get bigger, better and better for these young receivers. DK Metcalf, he signs a three-year, $72 million deal with $58.2 million guaranteed, including a $30 million signing bonus. So Mr. Terry McLaurin, that did not last, that record did not last very long for you. Uh then the like, next two are Debo Samuel with a three-year, $73.5 million with $58.1 guaranteed. And then one of the Steelers receivers, Deontay Johnson, with a two-year, $36 million extension, uh, 27 guaranteed. So, um, you know, these young receivers, they continue to get paid. We really saw a reset in the receiver market with the Christian Kirk deal and then the Devontae Adams and the Tyler or the Tyree Kill deal. Absolutely. Um, it's really reset the market because these are some pretty young receivers that are proven but haven't proven they could play for uh, at a high level for that long. And so absolutely. These, these are these teams are really, really uh, putting a lot of stock into them, and we'll see if it pays off. Hopefully uh, it does. Yeah. What do you think about the Deontay Johnson deal? Do you like it as a Steelers fan? Personally, I thought it was surprising. I honestly thought we we wouldn't see him at all in the preseason, um, and it was on the record he was he was okay with, with holding out. So I'm glad we got this deal done. Two years. Um, you know, I hate to be this way, but – in two years, Deontay Johnson might not be the number one receiver. We might see George Pickett, George Pickens flourish, um, Chase Claypool. So um, hold him down for two years, and, you know, if he likes his role, great, stay on. Um, but other than that, I think I think it's going to help the young guys. And obviously, you know, I, I don't know. I just think it's good. You like to keep your players as a fan. Yeah, hopefully he's not even the number one guy this year because I drafted Chase Claypool in our league, bro. So we got to have Chase Claypool be the number one guy this season. I need. I, uh, I hate to say this, but he's probably going to lay you down because I had them last year. So, well, he's if the good news is he's my number four or five receiver. So if he doesn't okay, play that's well, that's true. That's true. You that's just fine. set him on the bench. You set him on the bench. Yeah, exactly. So 
We got some tampering to talk about. The Miami Dolphins, they are stripped of their 2023 first-round pick and a 2024 third-round pick. And this goes back to when Tom Brady was a free agent, and they reportedly were talking to him, trying to get him to come to the team as a part owner or something like that. I don't know yep. if he was going to be as a quarterback, but like a part owner of the team while he was still with the Patriots. That's a big no, obviously. Tampering is taken very seriously in the in pro sports. And then also with Sean Payton, whenever he – before he ended up retiring, they were trying to get him to come to the team as a head coach. And while he was with the Saints, and the NFL really, really punished him here. They lose a first-round season. And a large part of that Tyreek Hill trade, why people were saying it was a good deal for the Dolphins, was because they still had their a 2023 first-round pick, and now they've been stripped of that. So – uh, that deal looks a little bit worse for them now. Absolutely. I think it would have been weird if they would have threw the, that pick into the Chiefs deal. Um, and then and then what do you do from there? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that's that's true. Because then I don't really know what their draft situation, draft pick situation looks like. So maybe you would have taken it for 2024. I, I don't really know. I don't even know if they have that pick still. So, mm-hmm. uh, But anyway, this is a, this is the punishment they got. And speaking of another NFL guy who's getting a punishment, the, the is not judge taken that was, as seriously as tampering. I feel like, yeah, but. exactly. The NFL not really. Which again, this was not the NFL is appealing. We're talking about Deshaun Watson. In case you haven't found out, he got six games, but the NFL has appealed that, trying to get a year uh, and I think a fine too. But he would. It's going to be a year suspension at least, and he will have to apply for a reinstatement if they get their way. Um, but since he hasn't got an official suspension yet, he's going to play week one of the preseason. So until this gets resolved, Sean Watson is going to be allowed to be on the field. I I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad the NFL is appealing it. I think that makes, um, you know, people take them a lot seriously. Um, and so I, I do. I think he deserves a year. I think he deserves more than that. But um, probably should not get into that um, as of right now. Um, so yeah. we'll kind of see see what see what goes on there. I'm glad the NFL's appealing. Um, so yeah. So yeah, moving on now. That's all we had for the NFL. We're gonna talk a little bit about MLB. First of all, massive trade at the deadline. Juan Soto moved to the Padres, and in return, they get the biggest trade uh, haul in history. They completely get uh, basically the whole entire Padres farm system. They get a ton of good prospects, and now the Padres have a core of Juan Soto. Fernando Tatis and Manny Machado, which granted Tatis has not played all year and Machado. Uh, so they, they just got uh, Soto and Machado for now. But if Tatis is able to come for a playoff run, they may be able to be a pretty, pretty good be team scary. out there. Yeah. In the national league. Uh, and we're going to move on to the Yankees deadline. In my opinion, they had a pretty good deadline. They did all the stuff that I thought they needed to do. And that was uh, getting, first of all, getting Joey Gallo off the team Listen, I I didn't really like that uh, the a lot, what a lot of fans were saying about him because, you know, he's a MLB player. He's one of the best baseball players in the world, but he just didn't mm-hmm. work out in New York. So it was, it was time for, for both parties to move on, and they did. They uh, get rid of him, but they, they got back some good outfield players in return. They get Andrew Benintendi to start with, who uh, was a member of the Royals, if you guys are Royals fans, um, and he actually played – against the Royals' his first series with the Yankees, which is pretty funny. Uh, been struggling a little bit, but that's to be expected. He just moved teams, so give him some time. 
and they also get Harrison Bader from the Cardinals. Uh, and that kind of just offsets uh, Joey Gallo's Joey Gallo's fielding because Gallo was a pretty good fielder. So if we didn't get anything in return for that, that was going to be a loss. But Harrison Bader is probably the best fielding outfielder, and if not one of the best fielding outfielders in the MLB. So that's a good trade. And then they also get Frankie Montes, I think is how you say his name, from the Athletics, who didn't have a very good start in his first start with the Yankees. And the Yankees, this in general, have not been playing good since the deadline. But we still have some time left. A lot of moves were made, so we'll see if this team can, with some time, gel a little better. And that's all I had for the MLB. We got a few things to wrap up here, talking ML- NBA-wise. Uh, starting off, this is one of the most insane things I've seen, honestly. Kevin Durant. He's really taking this trade, trade me thing really far. He had a meeting with Nets owner Joe Psy, and he basically said, you know what, if you want me on the team, you got to get rid of Steve Nash, the coach, and the GM. Uh, and if you don't, then trade me. And maybe he – and if the owner just says, you know what, we're not going to do either of those, he might sit out, which would be crazy because he's got several years left on his deal, and when it expires, he'll be 37 years old. Absolutely. Um it's crazy. It's crazy when you're when you're a player, um, and you and you. The, the Nets didn't make the playoffs. Correct. The, the the Nets made the playoffs and were swept by the Celtics. Okay, so you so you don't get out of the first round, as a player, and you're calling for the firing of the coach, and the GM. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, here, here's the thing. While I've seen a lot of people saying it's. The, the twist is obvious. You keep Kevin Durant, you do whatever he wants. But my thinking is, what was that? What does that do for the rest of the team? Like, yeah, what would what would they think about uh, Kevin Durant just getting whatever he wants and getting them to fire? I mean, I'm sure some of those players like Nash as a coach. I don't know. Absolutely. I'm I'm not sure. I mean, maybe he's hated, but I don't really think he's that disliked because mm-hmm. we haven't heard anything. So I think that this if. Josiah is to say, you know what, I'm just going to cave into Kevin Durant's demands. I'm kind of um, Locker interested to see what – Yeah. And I don't think he will. Uh, we'll see what happens when push comes to shove. But he did release a tweet that said he's going uh, – he's in support of their front office and they're going to make the decisions that are best for the Brooklyn Nets. So that kind of tells me, like, you know, we're not going to just listen to this one player. We, 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 we like the We like the front office we have, and even though – bringing in Kevin Durant and Kyrie haven't really paid off to this point. We're still going to trust them. Um, and we're just well, going to see what we can get in the trade. And and KD goes to say that he doesn't like the future of the Nets or he doesn't like the, the future that the Nets are, are going in. I'm like, dude, you are the future. You are currently the future. Like, I'm not sure. Yeah. You well, can't just, you can't just abandon shit, man. Yeah, and it's weird because I, whenever they made that trade for Simmons, I thought that the pair or the trio of Durant, Kyrie, and Simmons would, would be pretty good. Absolutely. So at the very least, I would, you know, wait till the trade deadline of next season to see how how they're playing, and you know, if they're still not playing well, then maybe they maybe then request a trade. But here's the thing, you know, while while I'm not the biggest LeBron fan, he he sign the best contracts to avoid this kind of situation. He was notorious for signing one-year deals with player options at the end or two-year deals with player mm-hmm. options. So it was, he didn't sign these big, long deals because you're you're locked into that team for that contract. So Absolutely. If you, and if I, you think, sign, I think – go ahead. If you want to sign this big, hefty contract, that's fine. But then if your team isn't playing well, you have to stick out that contract. You can't just trade request a trade whenever you want. 
And I think this is just this just goes to so the the grass isn't grass isn't always greener on the other side. I think KD yeah. was just running and running and running. And honestly, this goes way back. I think he should have just stayed in Oklahoma City. I, I honestly think Oklahoma City could have added some pieces, um, you know, added some development, and they were up 3-1 on the Warriors. And that Yeah, exactly. Finals. Yeah, and they had a very yeah, they I had mean, a very bright future. You you stick it out, who knows what happens. But now now you're stuck demanding a trade, demanding for people to be fired, demanding all this and that. Who knows, man? Yeah, it's really tarnishing his reputation because, you know, during the season, Kevin Durant, despite being like one of the most hated players at one time during his time on the Warriors, I mean, he was pretty well respected once yeah. he went to the Nets. And now this is getting him back to that stage where he was at when he was on the Warriors where he's Absolutely. not really too liked. And we're going to end off here. Uh, we got another weird contract clause. This time it's pertaining to Zion Williamson. We saw that he signed a big contract extension. But with that extension comes this clause that says he will lose his guaranteed money if his weight and body fat percentage exceeds 295. And honestly, my thoughts are, I kind of, while it's weird, I see where teams are coming from because they're they're locking in a lot of money on these players. And they want to make sure these players are going to, you know, be as locked in on the team as they are, as the team is on them. So I kind of get where the Pelicans are coming from because we saw at the start of last season, he was looking very large. Absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, the coaches and the, the, the front office probably got together and they said, Hey, at, at what, at what weight do we see Zion Williamson uh, being his absolute best at where he's not taken away from his power, but he's also not taken away from his speed. And they obviously came to this number with his body fat percentage and everything. And, you know, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's reasonable. I really do. I think in any other job, you know, um, if you're not, if you're hurting yourself, which is hurting the work, then obviously there's going to be changes made. So I think obviously this is just business. I think, I think it's reasonable. Yeah, exactly. And if he can, if he can, you know, be the Zion out of college that we, that we saw in the flashes of Zion that we saw early in his career, you know, that Pelican seems looking very good. Brandon Ingram, uh, him, CJ McCollum, and they've got young players like Herb Jones and Alvarado. Like that team looks really solid. They they took the one seeded Suns to the limit in six games without Zion. Absolutely. So, so I'm I'm interested to see what this Pelicans team can do if they're able to uh, get get Zion in the best shape possible. Definitely, definitely. I'm with you on that. Yeah. yeah. So that's all we've got. I think for this episode, Gavin. Any final thoughts? Nope, that's it. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you guys message us about the Fantasy League if you haven't already. Um, spots are filling up, so we want to get everyone that wants to play in. Um, it's going to be super fun. We're going to have uh, a, a live draft kind of thing, so it's going to be super fun. Yeah, thanks, guys.